podcast peeps what's up welcome back I don't even know how many of you guys listen to my podcast and I don't even care because this is just a place where I get to come and talk and have a good time and talk about whatever I want to talk about and um all for the the glory of the Lord um I'm trying to think if there's a funny story I can tell you guys uh today um I don't really have a funny story I got told that I looked like a pastor's wife um so that was interesting pastor's wife who knows maybe so okay but anyway um other than that no funny stories um just a life update um as you guys know, if you've been listening since the beginning of my podcast, um, I told you guys that I had a roommate, and um, I now am back with my parents, back kicking it with mom and pops and little bro, and um, so I'm here, back at home for a little bit. Um, we'll see where God takes me next. Um, I believe that his plans are greater and higher than my plans. So I'm just following where he goes. I am just a willing, empty vessel ready to be filled with whatever all he wants to give me. So hi again. I'm excited that you're here. I know it's been kind of a, a minute and my podcasts have been more sporadic, but I don't want it to be forced what I want to talk about, like things that, you know, I don't want to feel like pressured to come up with something. And right now we're fasting and, um, we are fasting and I'm just spending time with the Lord and I'm not focusing on, and this is time with the Lord for me, just getting on here and talking about what the Lord is showing and filling me up with. But also It's one of those things where, you know, you just got to focus on him for a little bit, reload, recharge, and then, you know, shoot out all that extra energy, all that good, good stuff that you have absorbed and soaked in because uh, the more oil you soak in, the more you leak out on others. So that's what I want to do. I just want to absorb all the oil so that I leak out on you. Um, Okay. Let me calm down. Um, So... This is going to be just a shorter podcast. I'm trying to keep these short and fun. But, you know, every time I say that, the Lord, uh, AJ, could you stop? Shh. Y'all hear my dogs barking? Yes, I didn't have I didn't have dogs at the other place, but we did have a choo-choo train. And that choo-choo train, when it was a chugging, it was a chugging. Okay, so back to what I was talking about. Um... Oh, podcast. So I want to keep them fairly, you know, short. Um, But of course, the Lord's going to do what he wants to do. And again, his plans and ways are higher than better than my ways. If he wants me to talk for an hour and ramble for an hour, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk and ramble on for an hour. So um, also, if there is a random cut in this video, um, it is, or in this podcast, it's probably because I got a phone call from my mom. Anytime I ever send my mom a text message, and blah, blah, every time I ever send my mom a text message, she either responds with one word or she calls me. So <laughs> if there's a sudden like pause, it's probably what it is. Anyway, so, um, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about something that the Lord showed me 
during Wednesday night study at church. So, first of all, we were reading. We are we've been in First Corinthians for a while, um, and it is amazing. This is such a heavy and hefty book. If you haven't read First Corinthians, read First Corinthians. It's a very meaty beef jerky kind of book and I think I'm just talking about meat because that's one of the things that I'm fasting and I really want an Arby's roast beef sandwich (laughs) okay but it's a very meaty and hefty book so read it if you haven't so we have been in first Corinthians and it again has just been very very good and last night we were supposed to be reading um first Corinthians 10 12 through 33 and we did not get past verse 13 so that's what I'm gonna focus and pull you guys in on and just share you a little bit of what I got last night this has nothing compared to what all we all got and how it was such a full night last night of study and the Lord feeding people. You could definitely tell that everyone had been fasting and the Lord had been had been speaking and filling everybody's hunger with him because everybody was wanting to talk. So, um, I'm going to read verse uh, 13. I'm not going to read verse 12 because Verse 13 was the main meat of it that we focused on last night. So, I'm going to read it. And, y'all, okay, this is just a side note, a little pet peeve of mine. It it makes me sad when Bible verses are split on two pages. I don't know. That may just be a me thing. I'm trying to, like, get away from that because that's a dumb thing for my flesh to be annoyed by because it's God's word and you know but it's so satisfying when a verse ends on one page and the next verse starts on the next page it's so satisfying but when one big long verse is cut into two pages I'm like makes me kind of sad but anyway I'm gonna read it and yes this is one of those verses where it's split on two pages so you will hear my pages turn um anyway Let me see if I can get these pages peeled away from each other. Is that it? Perfect. Okay. So, we are going to read verse um, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. So, here it goes. No temptation has overtaken you except such... As is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the, excuse me, let me back up. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Okay? Remember that word, bear. Okay? So, when we think of, like, bearing something, it's like... capable to hold on to it but sometimes it's not comfortable you know we say it's it's it was bearable 
it was it was okay and I was talking to somebody about my tattoo today she was like did it hurt I was like it was uncomfortable but I could handle it I could bear it you know and um so remember that word bear something that I learned last night is the word bear is the same word for um endure that is used in um give me one second that is used in first peter 2 19 so i'm gonna jump over to my homeboy peter's first book chapter 2 verse 19 so when we hop over there to that missed it by one page it says this So it says this. Okay, here we go. For this is commendable. If because of conscience towards God, one endures grief, suffering wrongly. So that word endure, endures grief, is the same word as bear. So I thought that that was pretty neat. Because, you know, we talk about, I'm going to endure it. It'll be like, you, you're you going to endure some hard times. You're going to come across some hard times. You're going to, you're going to endure. You're going to persevere. You're going to, you're going to do it. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you're going to make it. So, when I was thinking about, we talked about, um, enduring something hard um but is actually for your for your growth because like it said in um verse 13 of first corinthians 10 as it said in verse 13 the lord won't allow you to be overtaken by hardships or grief or things he he doesn't allow things to happen to you that he know that you can't handle so when it says that you can bear it you can endure it you can handle it so the lord doesn't allow things to happen to you that he doesn't know that you can handle and something that pastor chris said last night that was so good it was um Hold on, let me find it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of all over the place right here. It says, all temptations are a test of faith. And that was mainly what we were talking about last night, um, was about temptations. The, the temptations that come against you, the things that you've let go of in your past, the things that you've battled with before, the things that you've you've struggled with, the grief and the stuff that you come against, that um, or that comes against you. And you're like, why does this keep coming up? I'm tired of this. And, you know, for me, I battle with certain temptations that you may not battle. And you may battle temptations that I may not battle. But at the end of the day, and it may seem so hard in our minds. And, like, we won't make it if this keeps on. But in reality, the Lord doesn't allow us to face temptations that he knows that we can't overcome. And, um... Tempta- all temptations are a test of faith and how pastor chris worded this that was how pastor chris worded it last night and you know when we are tempted we have two options we can either do the thing or we can not do the thing and um we talked about telling someone about your temptation about your struggle 
And when you think about it, is it easier to tell somebody that you are fixing to do the temptation? Or is it better to say, hey man, please pray for me. I messed up. And I I did I did something wrong. For me, it's easier to say, hey man, I messed up. I just need you to pray for me and just believe with me for it to not happen again. For me, it's easier to be that person than to be the person who is like, hey, can you call me because I'm fixing to do something terrible. I'm fixing to completely mess up and backslide. I need you to call me, change my mind, turn turn my thought towards something else because I'm struggling and I need you to help me. Why is it that it's easier for us to to ask for help after we do the deed than before? And I think it's because we don't want to expose to somebody that we're battling with this still. You know, well, I thought I was free from it. Why do I still have these thoughts? And we're too embarrassed and too ashamed to ask for help and to ask for guidance. And we're too ashamed to say, hey, you know, I really, I really wish I had a drink today. I, I'm sh- I'm really struggling. Can you can you just call me? Can we go get coffee so that I don't think about grabbing a beer? Can we, can you help me so that I don't look up pornography on my computer and completely wreck and feel so dirty because I've watched all this crap that I used to watch? Can you please take let's take a road trip? So that I don't drive to my ex's house because I'm so desperate for affection. Can you please just call me or just help me out just a little bit? No, we don't do that. It's not normal. and But it's, well, it's, it should be normal. But it's something that our flesh doesn't want us to do because the enemy comes in with a whisper. And I know back when I was not living right for Christ, the Lord said, do or not the Lord, the enemy would tell me, don't tell a soul what you're doing. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone what you're doing because they will look so down on you. No one will help you. No one understands you. Nothing is better for you to do than keep living like you're living and never showing a spot and never leaving a track that you were doing those things. So that's what I did. And it's so easy for us to get so caught up in bearing the weight ourselves. We're eventually getting weighed down and we have all this excess weight on us because we're holding stuff in that we're still struggling with. And I heard Dr. Garman, um, Dr. Fred Garman, we went through Leader Labs and he read us this poem and it was about leadership. But it applies to everyday life and it was about the water you swim in and um the the infamous line the famous line of the whole poem was I wasn't waving I was drowning and so a lot of us get in that mindset of if I can just hold it in if I could just put this mask on if I can just go to church and smile a little bit then we'll be good nobody will know But in reality, when we have those bad days and people are like, are you okay? And it's like, I'm fine. And they don't, they, uh, Kristen, who is 
my spiritual mama and is the pastor's wife at our church and also my boss. Um, she, um, every time I tell her that I'm fine or it was fine or that's fine, she'll tell me, she'll stop me and say, fine is not good. What do you really think about it? What do you really mean? What do you really want to say? How are you really feeling? And she will pry it out of me until I tell her an other answer other than fine. So, um, she, and so we, we feel like our flesh feels like people should just know, you know, it's like, well, they have bad days. How can they not tell that I'm having a bad day? You know, and we just have those issues. And that's another topic. This has nothing to do with what I really wanted to talk about. Well, some of it does. I mean, it all lines up. But, you know, we feel like we have no help. But a lot of it is because we've walked out so deep in our mess that when we do start drowning, people think we're waving because we willingly walked out in that. We willingly walked out in that water we wanted to swim in. We willingly went too deep. And so, eventually, no one can save you. No man can save you. Only God can save you. So, some, excuse me, I'm sorry I keep coughing. I drank a Coke, and it's like in my throat. It was a Diet Coke. I'm still fasting like regular drinks. I don't know. Whatever. I know diet drinks aren't any better, but it's causing something in my throat. But anyway, we talked about, we also talked about last night about, you know, we talked about endure and stuff like that. And you can handle more than you think that you can handle. And the Lord's going to pull that out of you like a trainer. So if you think about a trainer, when you go to a gym, their job is to push you to your limit because they can see it, but you can't. Because your flesh wants you to stop at 10. And they're like, you can get to 50 easily. And then you're like, oh, oh, you're funny. You're funny. I could knock back 50 donuts. But 50 burpees? Are you mad? No. You're crazy. So we want to stop. But a physical trainer will push you because he sees the potential in you that you don't see. And when we began to talk about that, I began to um, just think, and I could feel the Lord trying to say something to me. And I was like, Lord, what is it? And he said, are you willing to go through the trial and the pain to go further than you or anyone around you has ever gone? And I began to just think about it. And I instantly remembered a movie, a gem of a movie. So good if you've never watched it, called Facing the Giants. And if you haven't watched it, it's kind of an older movie, but it's still so good. And um, what happens in that movie, and it's one of the best scenes. If you haven't seen it, sorry, I'm spoiling it, but this is what the Lord showed me last night. Um in facing the giants there's this guy named Brock and he tells the co- he just starts like mouthing the coach and he said Brock you think you could do the death crawl to the 50 he said I can go to the 50 he said all right Jeremy Brock on the field let's get it let's get it to the 50 
So Brock walks onto the field. He said, hold on just a second. Coach says, hold on just a second. I want you to do it blindfolded. And Brock's like, are you crazy? And he says, put the blindfold on. So Brock does it. And then he begins to crawl. Jeremy's on his back. And he's crawling. And he's crawling. And he gets closer and closer. And he's crawling more and more. And the weight's getting heavier and heavier. And he says, Coach, I can't take it anymore. Am I at the 50? He says, don't quit. Don't stop. Keep going. And he's he's get, and he's like, Coach, I'm fixing a, I'm fixing a fail. I'm fixing a, I'm fixing a fall. I need you to tell me if I'm at the fifty. Surely I'm at the fifty. He says, "Keep going, don't quit." And eventually, Brock falls without Coach telling him to quit. He falls down and he says, "Surely, I'm at the fifty. And he says, "Brock, take your blindfold off. You're in the end zone." And the Lord whacked me upside the head with that movie clip. And he put it in a different perspective for me. And he says, when I call you to go somewhere. And you care and the enemy's on your back. And you're crawling through it. It's messy. It's hard. But I need you to go through it because I know you can endure it. And I know that there's victory at the end. So we put on the spirit. We put on the blindfold. And the spirit, in for me, what the Lord is saying to me is the blindfold. Because in the movie, had Brock not had the blindfold on, if he'd have seen the number 50, he'd have fallen right at the 50. But because he had the blindfold on, the coach got him all the way to the hundred because he wasn't paying attention to what was around him and he wasn't listening to his flesh. So, what am I getting at? We have to put on the spirit. We have to put on the blindfold of the spirit sometimes to not view the things around us through our fleshly eyes and so that we can listen to our coach clearer than we can see the numbers on the field okay so when you are going through a trial or a tribulation sometimes it's because the lord knows you can endure it but if you don't put the spirit on if you don't put that blindfold of the spirit on and blind yourself of the flesh so that you can hear and listen to the father's commands more clearly then you will never get past the 50. Okay, do you hear what I'm saying? If you don't put on the Spirit, if you don't put on the Spirit and cover your eyes, cover your fleshly eyes with the Spirit, you will never listen to God and get to the 100. You will only get to the 50. Okay, and you know, part of me is wondering, would he have even gotten to the 50? Because some of us, we see 35 and we're like, oh, that's close enough. And we just give up. Some of us don't even make it to the 50 and I'm guilty of it. I've given up. 
I've given up things right at the 35 because I'm like, oh, that's close enough. You know, I'm, I know I didn't get to the 50, but Lord, I was tired. And you know that I was tired. And I, I, know, I know. But in reality, the Lord said, if you'll put on the spirit, you will endure more than you think that you can endure. Just like a physical trainer, he will pull that out of you because he knows the potential because he made you. He molded your innermost parts before he knitted you in your mother's womb he knew you but he knitted you he knew what you can endure he knew the temptations that you could you could um turn away from he knew the things that you could endure that maybe your neighbor couldn't maybe your mom couldn't maybe your dad couldn't Maybe it's a generational curse that has latched onto your family members, but the Lord says it stops with you because you're putting on the Spirit. You're covering your eyes. You're covering your flesh with me, and you're listening to me, and I'm getting you to that end zone. So today, I want you to put on the Spirit. I challenge you to put on that blindfold to shield yourself of all your fleshly wants and desires and when it look when it's tempting you when it's on your back when it's weighing you down endure it because you're listening to the father you're listening to the spirit you're not looking at the numbers on the field saying that's close enough or there's the 50 I'm done But you're saying, Father, until you tell me to stop, I will endure and keep going. No matter how heavy, no matter how tired, no matter how sweaty, no matter how hot I get. Lord, I know you have me and I will endure because you've got me and I know that you got me. So again, just Put on the spirit and listen. Put on the spirit and listen. Because you'll go further and farther than you or anyone around you has ever gone. Because you endured. You fought the good fight. You finished the race. And you kept the faith. And every temptation is a test to your faith. But if you fight the good fight and you finish the race and you keep the faith, you will overcome any obstacle, any temptation. Because it wasn't by your might or by your power, but by the Spirit.